now Death claimed its victory The King of love had given up his life The darkest day in There on a cross they made for sinners For every curse is blood atoned One final breath and it was finished Not the end of the For the earth began to shake As the heavens roll, all hail Jesus, all hail the Lord of heaven and earth, all hail Jesus. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. And there was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, he rolled back the stone and he sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. And the guards, they were so afraid of him that they shook, and they became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus who is crucified, but he is not here, for he has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that 
He has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you into Galilee, where you will see him again. And so the woman, they hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell the disciples. And as they were running, Jesus met them. Greetings. They came up to Jesus, grabbed his feet, and they worshiped him. family. Let's continue to stand and let's continue to worship God for not only Christ's resurrected life, but his life within us. Amen. Sing it out if you know. Remember those walls that we call sin and shame. They were like prisons that we could not escape. But he came and he rose. And he rose, those walls of rubble now. Remember those giants we called death and grave. They were like mountains that stood in our way. But he came and he died and he rose, those walls of death now. This is our God, this is who He is, He loves us. This is our God, this is what He does, He saves us. He bore the cross to beat the grave, let heaven and earth proclaim. This is our God, King Jesus. 
God sent His Son. 
Amen. He's alive. He lives. You can be seated. The word Easter literally refers to the time of year in the spring when the days become longer than the nights. But for the person who knows Jesus Christ, Easter means a lot more than that. It means that even though Jesus died, salvation didn't. Even though Jesus was buried, hope wasn't. Because Jesus is alive. Easter means there is forgiveness for my failures, grace for my guilt, and mercy for my misery. Easter means that the pain and the silence of living in a Saturday world isn't purposeless and it isn't permanent. Easter means that I can't out the grace of God and I can't outrun the reach of God. It means that Jesus is King, light overcomes darkness, and justice will win, and brokenness will be broken. Easter means that the scars on the hands of Jesus are telling a story of victory, not defeat. And the same is true for me. It means that I am not alone, not ashamed, not forgotten, and not forsaken. It means that the rain and the storms and the wind and the waves of this world will not have the last word because my future is a resurrected body with the resurrected Jesus on a resurrected earth. Easter means that I can join with a choir of saints and angels singing, Oh death, where is your victory? Oh grave, where is your sting? Oh hell, where is your song? Easter means that as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed my transgressions from me. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for me. Easter means that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Everybody take a deep breath. You made it. You made it. It is Easter Sunday, and this is a monumental day. In fact, I would say it's a sacred day because today we celebrate the, the greatest turnaround story ever told, the story of Jesus conquering the grave, the story of life overcoming death, the story of God rescuing sinners through the life, death, and resurrection of his son. You know the story. Jesus, the son of God, stepped out of heaven and came to this earth. And he lived a perfect life. He healed the sick. He taught the truths of the kingdom of God. And he performed miraculous signs and wonders. And then he was betrayed. Betrayed by a member of his inner circle. He was wrongfully accused and convicted and then nailed to a cross on a hillside outside of Jerusalem. But what was meant for evil, God used for the good. For on that cross, Jesus bridged the gap between earth and heaven. On that cross, he paid the debt that our sin created. And he opened a pathway for you to experience eternal life. After his death, the body of Jesus was placed in a garden grave. It was secured, sealed, and protected by a Roman guard. But it did not remain there. On the third day, he rose from the dead. And that is what we gather here today to celebrate. The scriptures tell us that some of his followers went early in the morning to prepare his body for final 
burial. But when they got there, the stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. There was an angel who was present. And the angel delivered a message. I know that you're looking for the body of crucified Jesus, but he is not here. He has risen just as he said. They did not find Christ. They found an empty tomb. And those who were present were filled with both joy and fear. And they hurried away to go tell the others. And while they were on the way, the risen Lord appeared to them. And they fell at his feet in worship and adoration. It's the greatest comeback story ever told. It's good news for you and and for me that Jesus is alive. He's conquered the grave and that he's risen just as he said. So, So what do we do with that? What should our response be to the resurrection? It goes far beyond the Easter ham and watching the masters today. How do we react? We've heard the story. We've sung the songs. What do we do with the resurrection? I want to give you four ways to respond to the resurrection this morning. First, hear the news. Second, consider the claim. Third, believe the message. And then lastly, proclaim it to others. First, hear the news. The resurrection of Jesus delivers a powerful pronouncement from heaven that Jesus is alive, he's overcome the grave, and he's been reigning victorious over sin and death ever since. This news was declared by an angel. It was evidenced by an empty tomb, and it's preserved for us in all four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, plus the book of Acts and 1 Corinthians. This is news that all of us in the room need to hear. And I don't mean here like being able to summarize the Easter story later today before the egg hunt. And I don't mean here like being able to recall this like a familiar cultural narrative. When I say that we each need to hear this news, I mean to hear with your heart. To hear deep down in the the depths of your soul. To allow this story to communicate with your inmost being. Because this story was written to you. He rose from the grave. He conquered sin and death for you. The story of the resurrection offers hope for you. Jesus right now is alive. He sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And he has made a promise to take you to be with him. When he overcame the grave, he promised a way for you to do the same. You know, we'll all face death one day. And Jesus has promised that he is the resurrection and the life and that those who believe in him will overcome the grave just as he did. So this story is something that we need to connect with on a heart level. It's news that we all need to hear. So hear the news, but also consider the claim. Wrestle with the facts. Did this really happen? Is is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead a real historical event or is it folklore or myth? In the gospel accounts, the witnesses of the empty tomb were invited by the angel to come see the place where he lay. 
They were invited to investigate the empty tomb, given the opportunity to overcome their doubt. They were offered tangible evidence to support the claim that Jesus is alive. Those who visited the tomb that morning not only heard from the angel, but they saw the stone rolled away. They witnessed an empty grave. They saw the left behind grave clothes. They were offered evidence to help them overcome their doubt because let's face it, rising from the dead is a pretty bold claim. You know, many struggle with the credibility of the resurrection story. They are hesitant to accept it as true, as a real historical event. For some people, it just stretches them too far. It defies logic or reasoning. And maybe that's, that's you today. Maybe you know the story, but you really struggle to believe whether it's true. This story requires you to actually exercise faith. Because believing in Jesus is believing in the supernatural. To believe in a resurrected Savior requires us to accept the extraordinary as fact. That Jesus was a heaven-sent, virgin-born, miracle-working, sin-bearing, death-conquering Savior. And for some of you, that's just too much to accept. You're okay with participating in this cultural event called Easter. You'll wear the bright clothes. You'll eat the lunch. You'll hunt the eggs. You'll knock down the children, steal their candy. (laughs) Maybe you'll even come back to church a few times over the next few months. But deep down, when you're alone and it's just you and the Lord, you don't buy it. So why should you believe in the resurrection of Jesus? I'll offer you some brief thoughts. First, we have an empty tomb and a live Savior. There are multiple accounts and many eyewitnesses that on Sunday morning, the stone was rolled away. The body of Jesus was missing and we have an empty grave. It was verified, it was confirmed and accounted for. And not only do we have an empty tomb, but we have an alive Jesus walking around for over a period of 40 days He appeared to 500 people. He was witnessed ascending into heaven. He ate with people. He spoke to people. He instructed people. And it wasn't a single sighting. It was in multiple locations to different kinds of people. We'll actually be studying those resurrection appearances over the next six weeks here at Fellowship Rogers. And many of those who witnessed him were still alive when these gospel accounts were written to to record them and publish them. So we have an empty tomb, we have an alive Jesus, verified, confirmed by multiple witnesses. And furthermore, the two biggest opponents of of the resurrection, the Roman authorities and the Jewish religious leaders, they did not expose this resurrection story as a hoax or a deception, and they certainly had motivation to do so. After all, the Roman authorities would not want someone that they had executed by crucifixion to be walking around and being seen by others. And the religious leaders would not want someone who claimed to be God to rise from the dead. So they had the motivation, they had the access, they had the means to discredit the resurrection story, but they did not do so because it's true. The resurrection of Jesus historically is credible, it's reliable, and I would propose to you that it's worthy of our trust and our faith 
So, so if you're here today and you're a skeptic, you say in your mind, uh, nice speech, but I don't buy it, I would invite you to consider the claim, to investigate further. In fact, I'll offer you a resource out at the booth today. I've got some copies of one of my favorite theologians, Tim Keller. He wrote a book on the Easter message, the resurrection story. And if, if you're a skeptic and you'd like to investigate further, then pick one up, free gift on us. Consider the claim, but also believe the message. The eyewitnesses of the empty tomb that day were persuaded to believe that Jesus was alive. When he appeared to them, they were filled with awe and wonder. The scriptures describe them as falling at his feet and clasping them, bowing in worship and adoration. The news of the resurrection is something to either be believed or rejected, but it requires a response. It cannot be treated with passivity or, or casual ambivalence. It's something to be received with either scoffing or reverence. And I want to present that moment to you today. Do you believe it? Do you believe this story of the risen Savior? Check this out. Because belief in the resurrected Savior, trust in his person and his work, acceptance of him being alive determines your eternal destiny. It impacts our life forever. John 1.12 says this, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, to those who trusted in him, who placed their faith in him, to them, he gave the right to become children of God. For those of you who believe the message, who place your faith in the risen Lord, he gives you a claim, a right to become a part of the eternal family of God. Have you done that? Have you come to a place in your life where you don't just know about Jesus. You're not just familiar with this cultural narrative that we proclaim on Easter morning. But you've received it in your heart. You've asked the one who died on the cross to forgive you of your sins. You've asked the one who opened the gates of heaven to bring you into his eternal kingdom. And I want to invite you to do that today. I mean, it's Easter. What better day to proclaim your faith in Jesus? And in fact, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. Would you bow with me in prayer? And I want to invite you this morning to place your faith in Christ. To confess that you're a sinner in need of forgiveness. To accept his death and resurrection on your behalf and to give you eternal life. You can do that just through prayer. From the quiet of your heart to his ears, you could repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sin. Lord, would you forgive me? And Lord, I place my faith and my trust in you and you alone to gain entrance into your kingdom in heaven forever. 
Well, Lord Jesus, I pray for those in the room who've believed that today and for a long time in the past, that you would assure us in our faith today. And I pray for those who prayed that prayer for the first time ever today. Lord, that you would receive them as your children and as a part of your family. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, hear the news. Consider the claim. Believe the message. But there's one more response that comes to us at Easter, and that's to proclaim this message to others. You see it in all four of the gospel accounts. The witnesses of the empty tomb immediately went to share the news with others. The angel said, come see the place where he lay. And then the angel said, go tell the others that he is alive. So Fellowship Rogers, when it comes to the greatest turnaround story ever told, we actually have an assignment. We have a, a responsibility. We, the church, are tasked with the, the mission of evangelism and proclamation. We are to declare the good news of Jesus, both near and far, across the streets and around the world. You bring it all together and you can say it this way, that the resurrection of Jesus is to be believed and proclaimed. This story, this news is worth personally embracing and missionally telling. Would you stand with me? Today we celebrate the risen Savior, the one who died to pay the debt created by our sin. Today we celebrate the one who rose from the grave to conquer the enemy of death once and for all. Today we celebrate that Jesus is alive, that the gates of heaven have been opened, and that by grace, through faith, in Christ, we can have eternal life. Today we celebrate the risen Savior, who is the light that shines into the darkness. He's the glory of God who came to rescue a fallen world. Today we celebrate the risen Savior who gives us living hope. For we know that this world is not all that there is or ever will be. Today we celebrate because we know on that day, Jesus will return in all of his glory to rule and to reign forever. He will come again to restore, to make all things new. This is our hope, and it's not something that we wish for, it's something that we wait for. So join us as we declare the praises of Jesus, the risen Lord, the resurrected Savior.
Easter. All right. Hey, we are so glad that you decided to spend part of your Easter with us this morning. And if you're new, we just want to introduce ourselves. We are Fellowship, and we're so glad you're here. We're a, a come-as-you-are kind of church. Um, we, we value Christian community and the authority of God's Word. And if you're new and you're thinking about coming back, we meet at 9 and 10.30 every Sunday. We would love to have you come and worship with us. But here's the cool thing. It's throughout the week we gather in small groups where we pray together, where we study the Bible together, where we have fun together, and we would love for you to do that as well. If God's moved in your heart this morning, maybe you received Christ, we would love to pray with you. And to my left, to your right, is our prayer room right through the door, and Al and Patty are there, and they would love to pray with you this morning. Or maybe you're ready to take that next step of faith in your faith journey. We've got a class for you called Our Faith. And whether you're new to the faith or you've, you've, you've been a part of the faith for a while and you just feel like you need to do something or you're still trying to figure out this thing called faith, we would love to have you join us in Our Faith. And you can just scan that QR code or go to the website. Lastly, if you have any questions, we would love to answer your questions this morning. In the booth in the middle of the foyer, we will answer those questions for you. And if you're new, we would love to give you a gift. We've got a book or a Bible. We would love to do that and, and spend some time with you and talk with you and answer any questions that you have. As you leave this morning, remember this. The morning has come. The tomb is empty. The sun has risen. The sting of death defeated. And the same Jesus who is King of Kings today will be King of Kings tomorrow and for eternity. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Easter.